Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, that you're living on the winning side, that you're singing victory in Jesus and doing something to advance the cause of Christ. I tell you, every day is a gift from God. We have all these different uh, minutes, seconds, 24 hours in the day. We got to use them for the glory of God. You got to spend some time every day. I always say it, prayer, Bible study, personal soul winning. You do those things. You, you you pray, you uh, you uh, spend some uh, time uh, perusing, if you want to alliterate the Word of God, then take some time to personal soul win, and I tell you, you'll stay close to the Savior. In fact, after I finish this broadcast today, I'm going out for a time of personal soul winning. You say, you must really love it. No, not honestly. I don't. Often it scares me to death. My flesh doesn't like it a bit. My pride doesn't enjoy it a bit. I understand, uh, you know, all these things work against us in our brain. We think they don't want us to bother them at home. They're not going to like us. They're going to think we're weirdos, whatever. Hey, you know what? You just got to crucify the flesh and go. Jesus made the promise, Lo, I'm with you always, and that's directly come tied to that command or the commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you want to experience the presence of God. You say no to the flesh, yes to the Spirit, and spend some time soul winning and Try to go every day. Pass out one track a day if you can, and it'll keep you close to your Savior because that's what Jesus did when he was here, and that's what Jesus would do if he were walking earth bodily today. He'd be busy uh, preaching the gospel. We're in 1 John chapter number 4 together, and we'll be looking here down further into the chapter today, verse 13, down through verse number 15, probably is where we'll stop today. If you've missed any of these Bible studies, please go wherever you find your podcasts, uh, whether it be Apple or Spotify or wherever in the world you find them, you can find us there. Just type in Striving for Revival. Hit subscribe. And then that gives you access to all these archived Bible studies from yesterday back to when we began. So there'll be tons of broadcasts on there that you can listen to. But that helps you stay up to date with us as we go verse by verse through our Bible. I don't want you to miss it. I want you to stay with me on this thing as we learn the Word of God together. And I tell you, it just helps me. It's helped me to get a good, uh, a better understanding of my New Testament, at least the books we've done so far. And it's amazing. You just read the Bible verse by verse. You go through it. It helps you with content, but it also helps with context, and context is so important as you uh, prepare to study, preach, and teach the Word of God. All right, let's look together. First John chapter number 4, we'll read verse number 13. Hereby we know that we dwell in Him, and He in us. And by the way, that's a great truth, that we dwell in Him. Thank God we've been grafted in. We've been birthed into the family. We are uh, part of the body of Christ, with the rapture being the bride of Christ, uh, is and He in us, because He hath given us of his spirit. So the Holy Spirit of God baptized us into the body of Christ, right? Into the family of God. And the Holy Spirit indwells us. He seals us into the day of redemption. He uh, is within us. He's the comforter, the guide, all those great truths the Bible teaches us about the Holy Spirit of God. We're not to grieve him. We're to obey him, submit to him, and follow him in every area of life. And because of the Holy Spirit, we're in Christ. Christ is in us. 
verse 14, and we have seen, John is personally saying this, we have seen and do testify. So John's an eyewitness now. John had been there. He'd handled the Lord. He'd heard the Lord. He'd been in the presence of the Lord. He, he knew this. This isn't hearsay for John. This is firsthand information. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Can you? I just got excited reading it. I'm not even John, but I can imagine John as he penned this because John's the one who had the privilege to write, For God so loved the world that he gave, his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He's the one who got the pen. You must be born again. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John got all of this great insight from God by inspiration to pin down for you and I. And I imagine as John's writing this now in verse number uh, uh, 14, he must have been thrilled. He said, you know what? I have seen it. I was there, man. I understand it. I, I was right there. I recorded uh, the, uh, the uh, testimony of John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God was taking away the sin of the world. I was there. I, I, I recorded the testimony of Nicodemus when he came to Jesus by night and heard he must be born again. I recorded it there in, in chapter number 4 of John, the gospel. That Samaritan woman who came for water and left with a well, huh, springing up on the inside of her, got living water. I was there. I, I mean, I was there. I was part of this. I, I wasn't just writing what I heard from somebody else. I was there. I saw it with my eyes. I heard it with my ears. I could touch it with my hands. God sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world. That's the best news. The greatest news report ever delivered is that, that Jesus left heaven for earth, that Jesus traded out a throne for the cross, that Jesus robed his deity in humanity, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? So that he could live and that he he could uh, meet the standard of the law. He could fulfill every aspect of it. Never commit sin, never do it wrong, but do everything in perfect accordance with the will of God. And yet Jesus willingly took upon our sin. He became sin for you and sin for me. Our sin was laid upon the Savior, and he suffered for our sin, and he paid our penalty, and he endured our agony, and he despised the shame, but he thanked God took the cross, and he suffered there, suspended between heaven and earth. Shed that sinless blood as our propitiation, our atonement. Thank God our Redeemer paid the price to set us free. And when he did, thank God he procured, he provided salvation for all mankind. Now all you have to do is by faith reach out and take it. Just reach out and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sin and you can be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And John said, hey, we saw that and we're sure of that. And look what he says. Verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now let me go back and emphasize verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. All right, so here is what it comes down to. Salvation. If you will not confess that Jesus is the Son of God, you cannot be saved. If you do not believe in the deity of Christ, you're lost. If you study out every religion in this world outside of Bible Christianity, they all have that in common. Now, they might have other kooky, quirky things, but they all have this damnable heresy in common. They'll say Jesus might have been a good man, but he was not the God-man. He might have been a teacher, but he wasn't divine. He might have been the leader of Christianity, but he wasn't the Lord of lords, and he's not the King of kings. Can I say that is right out of the pits of hell itself. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Before Abraham, I am. I'm greater than the temple, 
he declared. He said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, right? And John said, we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten Son of the Father. That's who Jesus is. All right, but here it comes down to it in verse number 15. These Gnostics in John's day were denying the deity of Christ. They didn't deny his humanity, but they did deny his deity. So John touches upon this pervasive heresy, this pervasive heresy of the Gnostics and of the Jews. Even to this day, the Jews will admit that Jesus of Nazareth was a, an individual. They crucified the Lord of glory, right? They understand that. And they'll say he's a historical figure. Josephus, the historian, he, he, he records the fact Jesus did exist. So you can't say that he didn't exist. You can't say that he wasn't a man. You can't say that he wasn't a uh, human. You can't deny his humanity. It's there. History records it for us in the secular world. But the rabbinical uh, Jews to this day categorically reject the uh, proposition that Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. It's in this context that John notes that God dwelleth in him and he in God. So to confess that Jesus is the Son of God is tantamount to receiving him as Lord and Savior. So then and only then God dwells in us and we in him. I want to ask you something this morning. Do you have faith to believe that Jesus is more than just a good man, a teacher, a philosopher, somebody who came and did good in this world? And do you honestly believe the testimony of the Bible that he is the Son of God? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you want to mark a false prophet or a false cult, all you have to do is see what they say about Jesus. Ask the Mormon, the Jehovah Witness, ask the Muslim, ask the Buddhist, ask the Hindu, ask the Jew, ask whoever it is, where they stand on Jesus Christ. And if, listen, if that crowd will not say Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, they're teaching and preaching false doctrine. Today, friend, let me say, Jesus was more than just a good man. He's not God because of what he did. He's God because of who he is. He is the only begotten Son of God. He is 100% God, 100% man. He's the only Savior of this world. Well, that's our time for today. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.